Good morning, First Church. How are you all doing this morning? No, you got to get more energy than that. Talk back to me. Come on, this is going to be a good service. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, as you know, my name is Javon Liu, um, and he just ran down everything I do here, so I don't have to repeat it. Um, it's been an honor to be here with you all, all three months, um, and I truly appreciate all you all. Um, online, I appreciate you all, even though I probably haven't seen you or I have seen you. Um, and I encourage you as we're going along online, type in the comments, say amen, say that, sit down somewhere, go, go run around, the, uh, say something in the comments, interact with me, I will read it um, after service later this week, sometime. Um, <laughs> But I really, truly appreciate all of y'all, um, from the children to the staff. Um, I really want to honor you all, and I thank God for all of you. Um, let's give God a hand clap of praise for our leader, Pastor David. Um, go ahead, give him some hand. Yeah. We, we have a leader that really wants to see God's ideal restored for us, for our community, for our world. And that um, really does something to my heart. Um, and I really appreciate him for his mentorship and leadership that he has given me um, and that he entrusted me to be in front of you all to equip us to the work of service. Amen? Um, let us pray. Father, we thank you. We ask you to speak in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been in this series called Goldfish. Um, does anybody remember the game Goldfish? Yeah? Do you have a three? Nah, Goldfish. Do you have a four? Ah, here you go. That has nothing to do with the sermon, but I just wanted to know <laughs> what, what the age ran. Some of y'all probably are like, what are you talking about? As I was thinking about it, I don't remember how to play Goldfish, to be honest with you. I don't know how many cards you get, maybe three, five, I don't remember, but... That's besides the point. Okay, um, Go Fish, uh, this series that we've been in last two weeks and now this week, it's, a, it's about evangelism. And we know that the heart of God is to reach his creation, to reach his image bearers that um, hold the weight of his image and likeness. And evangelism, as we know, is not just a good idea where it's like, yeah, that's good, yeah, you can go do it, and I'll sit back and watch you do it and support you. No, it's a, it's a command from God. God commands us to go out and make disciples of all nations, to go out to the uttermost parts of the world and to bring heaven down to earth. So we, thank you, love that. So we are in this series to gain the heart of evangelism that God has for lost souls to bring in to the kingdom, to bring in to the family of God so we can see, like we had uh, last month, people getting dunked in the water and coming out to see people come into the family of God. And so we've been looking at this prophet of God, Jonah, which his name means a dove, this book of Jonah that's like, it's, some scholars say this is the mercy of the Gentiles to the Gentiles, and we've been looking at Jonah's life, and we see from the first week in chapter one, we see that Jonah 
has some issues in his heart. He has some prejudice. He has some things, some, some friction in his heart to people that don't look like him, people that oppressed his, his, his people, uh, people that are not are wicked and violent. And he, want, he didn't want God to do anything for them. He wanted God to judge them. And he, when God told him to, to go to this city, this great city called Nineveh, he said, yeah, I'm going to a different direction. He ran from the presence of God. So we should have claimed to in our first week that, that the best place to be is in the presence of God. The best place to be is in the presence of God, and that's wherever he tells us to go, to be, or to stay. Secondly, we should have gained that God will allow us to fall in the state of our heart so, he, so we can discipline us because he loves us. He cares about us, and he wants us to grow in maturity in him. And so we can be the people that he called us to be. So as we see, and even in that, in our running away from God, he will bring his glory, his honor to him. He will bring souls in regardless if we're in it or not, because it's not about us. And as we look into last week in Jonah chapter 2, we, we should have cling to and, and understand that salvation belongs or is from the Lord. It's nothing about us. It has nothing to do with us. And we only see and are a part of the process of people coming to Jesus. It has everything to do with Jesus. And so we see that Jonah had a change of heart and God, the Holy Spirit, did a work in Jonah in the midst of his running away, in the midst of his pain and suffering, in the midst of him scratching for air to breathe, we see that God restored him and spat him out of the belly of the fish. So now we're at Jonah chapter 3, as you can flip to it. We are going to be looking in to this chapter, and the Holy Spirit is going to equip us to see and to know what evangelism that starts revival. Evangelism that starts revival. And we go into chapter 3, verse 1. Are we ready? You sure? Okay. Verse 1, and it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation which I am going to tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an extremely great city, a three days walk. Let's pause right there. This, this phrase, extremely great city, in the Hebrew, you may see it in your footnotes that it, it means a great city to God. It's really supposed to be translated a great city to God. And Jonah, we see, was running away from a city that was great to God, that God hold deeply dear to his heart. Could it be that we are running away, that we don't go to a place that is deeply great? And desirable to Jesus just because of violence, just because of danger, 
or they may not look like us, they don't do life like we do, or because of our history of our country, because of the issues that we have in this world, why would we not go to a place that God called great? Verse 5, sorry, verse 4, Then Jonah began to go through the city one day's walk. He cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh would be overthrown. Scholars say that Jonah only took one, a one-day walk for a three-day three day journey because he still had some issues in his heart. He did it half-heartedly. He didn't really want to do it, but because God told him to do it and God restored him, he did it anyways, and he probably, we probably can say that he didn't give all of what God said. He just gave portion. He said, yeah, in 40 days, time, you, you guys, God's going to destroy y'all. And so we still see that Jonah still has some things going in our heart, but are, are we still humble enough to say, God, if you tell me to do something, I will do it. Verse 5, Then the people of Nineveh believed in God, and they called a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. When the word reached the king of Nineveh, he arose from the throne, laid with sackcloth, laid aside his robe from him, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat on ashes. All that is just him repenting. Back then, they, they took robes, and they had special uh, towels that they put over themselves, and um, that's a, a sign of mourning and repenting and, and seeking God. So the king, he, verse 7, he issued a proclamation, and, and it said, In Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let man, beast, herd, flock, taste a thing. Do not let them drink or eat water. So the king, the ruler of Nineveh, was so touched by the word of God that not even the animals can eat. So your dog that you love dearly can't have no food. The cat that you like can't eat. The bird, the fish, nobody can eat food. That was the, the command from the king, the decree from the king. Verse 8, but both man and beast must be covered with sackcloth and let man, human beings, call on God earnestly and each and, and earnestly that each may turn from his wicked way and from the violence which is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and withdraw his burning anger so that we will not perish. When God saw their deeds, that they turned from their wicked way, and God relented concerning the calamity which he had declared he would bring upon them, and he didn't do it. Let's go back and read verse 2. And a portion of verse 3. Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation which I am going to give you, going to tell you. So Jonah arose, went to Nineveh according 
to the word of the Lord. Evangelism that starts revival. We see that God is a God of second chances. That God came to Jonah in the midst of his lowest point of his life, came to him a second time and say, do what I tell you to do. God came to Jonah in the midst of his, his nasty, slimy self with weeds all wrapped around him. I don't know what a fish inside of a fish looks like. I just know what it tastes like. When you season it real good and you fry it, you know, like, it tastes good. I don't know what it looks like and feels like, but in my belly it tastes good. But Jonah is in this place of his lowest point of life, and God came back a second time to give him a second chance to do what he wants to do in him and through him. And so even in Jonah's distress and even in Jonah's heart of hearts, he knows that God wants to do a work in him and through him, so he go, gets up and goes to Nineveh and, and, and says what thus says the Lord, and this great revival happens that even the animals turn to God. The animals, I guess, were wicked too. That they were doing evil. I don't know what they were doing. They probably would, I don't know. I'm not going to get to that point, but that's maybe here. But they... The animals, from the animals to the political power, turn to God. Could it be that what God has for us to do could change a whole city, could change the way the government, the, the powers that be, think and do life? And why would we not go forth and say what thus says the Lord. Why would we not hold on to the word of God and carry it with everything that we have and take the journey through our county, through our state, through our nation, through our world, and, and say what God is telling us to say to a specific people, to a specific place, to a specific time, so it can reach everywhere it needs to go. So the hearts of men and women and even animals can repent and turn to Jesus. I'm not going to get into a state and religion and state business, but we see that God stepped in to the government and turned the heart of the, the person at power to say, nope, we, we, we are not going to live the way we used to. We're going to live what thus says the Lord. We have the answer. We have the foundation that we need. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us to go out, to change, to restore God's ideal. Okay, Javon, okay, that's great. Oh, that's great. So what's the point? Okay, I'll give you the point. There's some needs that we, that we need. 
so we can see, and there's some needs that, we, that are in evangelism that will start revival. And the need is that we need Jesus to change us, to do a work in us, so we can go and do. The first need that we need, and we see it in verse 1, is that we need a word from the Lord. We need a word from the Lord. We need a specific word from God to a specific people that will bring them to him. Yes, it's good to say Jesus came, Jesus died, and Jesus rose. I'm not saying we don't say that, but sometimes individuals, a group of people, a city, a community, a family, they need a specific word from God for them. That they know that the Abba Father sees them wholeheartedly from where they're at. So we need a word from God. And we know that the presence of God is what brings people in. The presence of God is what breaks hearts of, of the hardened heart, the heart of stone, and make it to a heart of flesh. But you know where the presence of God is? It's in his word. The presence of God is in his word. So we need a word from the Lord. Secondly, we need to arise. As we see in verse 2, this word arise in the Hebrew is a complex word. It's it's a verb that it, can, it means rise, arise. It means get up, stand. It, mean, it can mean come to fruition. It, it can mean belong to. It can mean stay fixed. This, this word describes an action or a motion or a change of state. So when, when, God is, when God came to Jonah and said, arise, God is calling Jonah out of his distress from being vomited out the belly of the fish to be called up into the prophet of God that he was called to be. God, when we receive the word from the Lord, we must allow it to do something in our heart to bring us up to a place that we know that we are a royal priesthood. We're part of a holy nation. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're seated in heavenly places. God is calling us to arise, to come up from the death of us scratching for, for dear life into life. So we need a word from the Lord. We need to arise, but also we need to go. And this word go the smaller word go, it also means to walk, to behave, to vanish, to pass away, to take, to lead. So God is telling Jonah not just to stand up and be who I called you to be, but he's also telling him to live the life of, how, of what I called you to be, to walk it out, to lead in it, to die from your old self, and to let that pass away, all the old things pass away, and to go into something new, to go into what I called you. And in Jonah's case, Jonah was called to be a prophet of God, to hold the culture of Yahweh, to say what he says, to do what he tells him to do, 
to hold the climate of the culture that God wanted to see in heaven. So, the needs that the needs that we need in evangelism that starts revival is that we need a what? Come on, speak to me. A word from the Lord. We need to. Uh huh. We need to. And then lastly, we need to proclaim. This proclaim has the, the weight and meaning to call, to name, appoint, summon. Yeah, and to proclaim. So when God tells Jonah, you need to proclaim, you need to call people out just as I called you out of the belly of the fish. You need to call the people of this great city that I call great to me up to what I call them to be, what I created them to be. And that's in my image and likeness. God is telling us to go proclaim the good news that you don't have to be in your depressed state. You don't have to be in your fallen state. That you don't have to be in your abused state and your sickness and your disease. You don't have to be in this place of calamity, but you can be the child that I've called you and created you to be. We need a word from God so we can arise to our rightful place, seated at the right hand of the Father, so we can go and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. So as the worship team comes, we're going to take some time and to sit with that. Uh-oh, he can't get through. We're going to sit with this and you can come up front, kneel. You can go to the side. The prayer team is here waiting to pray for you. You can make the altar or where you're at. And we're going to sit with this question as where and what has God told you to go and to say? God has called each and every one of you to say a certain thing, to go to a certain place so we can see God's ideal restored. And as the worship team is playing and singing over us, seek God, hear his voice. Take time, write it down of what he's telling you where you should go and what you should say. It may be the mailman that comes by every week, every day. It may be the garbage man. It may be that single mom that's struggling with their kids. It may be the family that has it all put together and they're not living for God. It may be to go across the bridge and to be the bridge to a fallen community that's filled with wickedness and violence and hopelessness to bring the hope of God to them. It may be to go to a third world country. It may be to go to a co-worker at work. 
or your classmate in school to say what God has for you to say to them so you can see them to be restored and grafted into the family of God. So as you stand, you come forth, or as you kneel, as you go back into worship, open your hearts up to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that you're here, moving in the hearts of men and women and children, that you have something to say to us, for us to go to cover us in your power and authority thank you Jesus speak in Jesus name